what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The church today is literally saturated with psychology. We are so saturated with it today that the church has become rich and increased with goods and we say we have need of nothing while Jesus stands at the door of the church knocking trying to get in. Hello neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, move down if you will to verse 6, Colossians chapter 2 beginning in verse 6, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. And I want to continue with the series that we started a few weeks ago, Walking as Children of Light. And I want to entitle this message today, Established in the Faith. After being licensed to preach back in 2007, the Lord laid it upon my heart to go to the first job that I ever had as a kid, WLLY Radio out of Wilson, North Carolina. I had not been to the station in years. I really did not know if the station was even on the air, to be honest with you. And flipping the dial, I found out they were on. And being in Wilson one Wednesday... The Lord led me to go by that radio station. Now, I had no business to be there other than the unction of the Holy Spirit to go. And a lady met me at the door. I did not know who she was. I introduced myself, told her my history of having worked there as a child and told her how I was now a minister of the gospel. And I did not know this, but she had a radio program, her own, on Wednesdays, where preachers in the community would come in and preach whatever the Lord had laid on their hearts. She called the program, Take America Back. And she invited me to come and preach on her program one Wednesday. 
And the response to that opened the door for me to come again and again and again. And every time the Lord would open up that door for me to preach on Wednesday, I would seek the Lord as to what He would have and desire because I knew the service was going out and had no no idea how many hundreds of people, thousands of people could possibly be listening. Lord, what is it that you want me to say? And on this particular Wednesday coming up, the Lord laid it on my heart to deal with one of the big fads that was going on in the church at that time, the purpose-driven life thing. And in the message that Wednesday, I made some statements of how scriptures were taken out of context. Men were quoted for their philosophy that weren't even saved. It had taken the church world by storm and had crossed all denominational boundaries. Jehovah's Witnesses were were embracing it. Mormons were embracing it. Muslims were embracing it. And I knew that there was something wrong with it. When you got everybody out here embracing it, friend, there's a problem with it. And the format of the program, whenever the preacher was done... We'd open up the phone lines for people to call in with their questions, comments. And when I got done preaching that particular Wednesday, the phone started ringing and we run out of time. And thank God we run out of time. Because a preacher called me up. And let me tell you something, he tore me a new hide. I mean, he tore into me and, and, and part of it, was, was on the air. She had to cut him off because he, he was very ugly to me. And I just listened to what all he had to say. And I left the station. I was on the way home. I'll be honest with you, I was just whooped. I was ready to just throw up my hands and quit. I guess my biggest question was, Lord, have I done what you wanted me to do? Have I, did I say too much? On the way home, I got a phone call from the lady at the radio station. I said, uh-oh. Well, I guess that's my last Wednesday preaching on the air. She said, Brother James, she said, something wonderful has happened. I'm like, what in the world? She said, someone has called in, and they were so moved by what you said today, they have volunteered, and they won't wish to remain anonymous, and they want to pay for your airtime if you will do a Saturday, Saturday morning program and open up the phone lines for people to call in and so forth. And this has been over 13 years ago. But I remember the Saturday morning in question sitting there in front of the microphone and I was asked to name the radio program. They wanted a name for it. And I was to be teaching from this particular passage of which I've just read to you today. 
And the words established in the faith literally jumped off the page. And I said, we'll name the program established in the faith. And like I said, we've been on the air now for 13 years. We've been on now for several years with WAGO out of Snow Hill. And the Lord has just recently opened up some stations in Pennsylvania. The Lord moved back several years ago and told me to build a website. And I know absolutely nothing about building a website, ladies and gentlemen. But the Lord walked me through the process and said, this is what I want. This is how I want it to be. And there's over 200 and some sermons on that website now for people to go to and whatever the case. And I thank the Lord for all that He's done with that. But ever since that time, and the Lord opened up the door for radio, I've had people to tell me that I have been too critical, that I have been too controversial. Brother James, why do you preach like you do? You preach too hard. You're going to run people off. I preach like I do, ladies and gentlemen, because souls are at stake. Souls are at stake, and deception is Satan's greatest weapon. And if he can get in the church and deceive people, then they could lose their soul. And I feel an urgency in my soul today like never before to take a stand against certain things going on in the church that ought not to be. Paul said, beware, Colossians 2 and verse 8. He said, beware lest any man spoil you. Back in those days when... Two countries would go to war, or two tribes would go to war. The victor would take of the spoil. They would take any and everything that was of value, including the men, women, and children, and use them as slaves. They would take the spoil. And Satan wants to take a spoil today. He wants to spoil you as a child of God. And let me tell you something today, ladies and gentlemen. The most valuable thing that you own today is not your house. It is not your car. It is not your wife. It is not your children. The most valuable thing that you possess today is your soul. What will a man give in exchange for his soul. Your soul is eternal. It is the most valuable thing that you have. And Satan wants to spoil you. He wants your soul. And there are those within the ranks of Christianity today who are out to take a spoil. Are you listening to me? There are those in Christianity today, there are those that stand behind the pulpit today and they want to take a spoil. They are after your money. They do not care about your soul. They never talk about sin. They never mention the cross because it might offend somebody and you might not send them that money. Is anybody in here listening to me today? Is anybody out here in this parking lot listening to me today? There are those in the ranks of Christianity today that want to take a spoil. 
And Paul said, beware, lest any man spoil you. How do they spoil you? Through philosophy, vain deceit, tradition, the rudiments of this world, and not after Christ. The church today is literally saturated with psychology. It is saturated today with philosophy and vain deceit and worldliness. The church today, we are so saturated with it today that the church has become rich and increased with goods and we say we have need of nothing while Jesus stands at the door of the church knocking, trying to get in. That's where we're at today, ladies and gentlemen. But let me tell you something today. The church does not need psychology. The church does not need another philosophy. The church does not need all of the things that the world out here is trying to to do and push and whatever the case. But the church today needs Jesus Christ. The church today needs a revival. The church today needs a moving of the Holy Ghost within the walls of the church. You need a moving of the Holy Ghost within your heart and life. That's only going to come as God's people get down on their face before God and mean business with God. He said, Colossians 2 verse 9, For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's in Him. It's in Christ. Dwelleth all the fullness. Fullness of the Godhead bodily. That word bodily means reality. Reality. Listen to me very carefully. What Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary is sufficient to deliver you from any and every bondage that you may have today. Let me say it again. What Jesus Christ did for us at Calvary can deliver you, sir, from those cigarettes. What Jesus Christ did at Calvary can deliver you from that pornography. It can deliver you from drugs. I don't care how bad it may be. Jesus Christ can set you free and it's only done through and by you just placing your faith in who he is and what he did that opens the door for the holy spirit to come within our hearts and lives but i wonder today how many how many christians are truly walking in the fullness of that victory we sing the song old victory in jesus but Do you really have that victory? The fullness of victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil, it can be yours. Turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 6 in your Bibles. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. Paul said, for sin. Stop right there, sin. In the Greek, we have what is known as the definite article in front of the word sin. And it translates a little clumsy over into our English, but it should actually say, for the sin. 
And what Paul is talking about here, he's not talking about acts of sin. He's using the word sin as a noun, as a person, place, or thing. And he's talking about the sin nature. And as you read through the sixth chapter of the book of Romans, if you want to come away with a better understanding of that chapter, if you every time you see the word sin, use the phrase sin nature, and you'll better understand what Paul is trying to say here. He said, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Dominion. Sin, the sin nature, is pictured as a king sitting upon the throne with subjects all around him, and he's the one giving the orders, and they do whatever is commanded of them. And you are a subject to the sin nature. Every single human being that's ever been born was born with this sin nature. And at a given point in time in our lives, it takes control. It has dominion over you. It is that propensity within to do that which is wrong. To do that which is against God. That sin nature. And Paul said, for the sin nature shall not have dominion over you. Who is the you? Look in the mirror. Are you saved today? Paul is talking to the church. He's talking to you, child of God. He's talking to me. The sin nature is not to have dominion over you, child of God. For you are not under the law. God gave the law to identify what sin was. The law told us what to do. The law told us what not to do, but the law didn't give us any power to do it. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? That's why every single human being has failed the law of God. No one's ever kept the law of God perfectly but one, and his name was Jesus Christ. Glory to God. And Jesus Christ kept the law of God perfectly. Perfectly for you and I. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And you today, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you are no longer looked at by God as a lawbreaker, but you are looked at as a law keeper. Well, you say, Well, Brother James, you don't know what I did this week. I said some ugly things I shouldn't have said, and I I got angry with my neighbor. Where is your faith? Is your faith still in Christ? I hope it is. Because if it is, the moment you did whatever it was that you did, the Holy Spirit dealt with you, and you knew that it was wrong. And you said, Lord, please forgive me. You went to that person you offended. You asked them to forgive you. And if you didn't do that, you need to do it. That's the working of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And you keep your faith anchored in Christ. 
And as long as your faith is anchored there in Christ, you are looked at by God as a law keeper. In other words, when you stand before Him one day, He does not see your sin. Your sin is gone. It's washed. It's cleansed. There's not a sin in this place. There's not a sin under the sound of my voice today that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot cleanse. He can wash you and cleanse you from all sin. And if you'll walk in this light as He is in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ will constantly wash you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and all sin. That is the only way that you are going to be able to stand before God justified. Justified. It's through and by what Jesus did and your faith in that work. And you are no longer under the law because Jesus has kept that for you. But you're under grace. Grace. What Jesus Christ did for us at the cross opened up the door for every single human being to be saved. Every single human being, I don't know who you are, don't don't care what you've done. You might have murdered somebody today, God forbid. But Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin. And you can be saved. If you'll ask Him to forgive you, repent, and accept Him into your heart by faith, you can be saved today. That is umbrella grace. But I want to share with you for a moment now, grace as it pertains to the believer in your everyday life and living. The Greek word for grace is charis. And here is the definition. Listen to me now. It is the unmerited divine assistance and influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. Let me say that again. The unmerited means you can't do anything to earn it. Divine, that's the Holy Spirit, assistance. An influence upon your heart, the moving of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life. And as the Holy Spirit moves in your heart and life, then its reflection, what's going on on the inside, begins to shine outward. Glory to God. That is grace in the heart and life of the believer. You're no longer under law. We don't live by law, we live by faith. And as we place our faith in what Jesus did, we're under grace. And the Holy Spirit is in your heart and life. Understand this today, ladies and gentlemen. You have the most powerful force in all of the universe dwelling on the inside of you. Think of that. God is on the inside of you. Let me give you an example of what grace is. I've run out of time, but out here on this highway down here on 264, there are signs out there that tell you what the speed limit is. 70 miles an hour, I think is what it is now. But I'm going down 264 the other day, and I see that sign, and I'm going 
70, 75, got my cruise control set, and there are people passing me like I'm sitting on jacks. And I'm like, good grace of mercy. And I'm going down the road, and all of a sudden I see all these brake lights come on. I said, "Uh uh-oh. And as I got a little closer, there was a state trooper sitting right there side the road. And he had his little blue lights flashing. And with the presence of that state trooper there, everybody put on the brakes. You, as a child of God, you've got the Holy Ghost state trooper living in your heart and life. Okay? And he'll pull the blue light on you. Are you li- is anybody listening to me? Anybody out here in this parking lot listening to me today? All right. The Holy Ghost will pull a blue light on you. You can say something and have a little bit of an edge on your voice, and there goes that blue light. You shouldn't have said that. Brother James, they done me wrong, and I'm going to get them back. I see blue lights flashing. You need to take a look. You need to hit the brakes on that. That's grace. That's grace. And you need to learn to walk in that grace. Recognize the moving of the Holy Spirit in your heart and life. And you'll become more established in the faith. And we're going to finish this message next week. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.